mother says he was a normal happy boy until he became obsessed with black metal music. Rock and roll! Sounds like Christian Rick. Heavy metal music. The group promotes satanic worship. They're anti-peace and anti-life. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Metal Face Podcast. The podcast where each week we discuss free metal albums. My name is Ben and joining me I have Tom. Tom, say hello. Hello, Ben. And I also have Josh. Josh, say hello. Hello, Ben. Hello, Tom. Hello. So this is episode seven. Can you believe it? We've already made it to episode seven. We're halfway through the season that we've created for ourselves. Mm. I don't know if we've declared this, but we were going to do 12 episodes, take a couple of weeks off, and then go and do 12 more episodes. Because we're working so hard, we need a, we need a time. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's hard work. <laughs> it's podcasting. <laughs> Listening to music that we like. I know. It's tough, tough stuff, isn't it? Mm. But uh, we got some good plans for next season. Don't want to give anything away, but Ooh. we definitely want to revisit some of our kind of genre episodes mm. i know i want to get grindcore in there i think for grindcore rather than doing three albums we should do nine <laughs> <laughs> it takes so much still be less so... listening please yeah. no <laughs> so in this episode episode seven we will be discussing rotting christ's album rituals we'll be talking about project mishram's album meso meso uh me- yeah meso okay <laughs> we'll also be talking about devon townsend's album infinity i'm excited yeah sort of <laughs> for some of it yeah so how have you guys been this week josh you've been up to much yeah i've been good i've actually been um taking advantage of our unseasonably good weather and doing quite a lot of uh, running i've been uh, training to do a 10k again because it's been a while since i've run one wow okay yeah i uh cracked out a nice cheeky 8k last week so uh, i think cheeky 8k nice god damn so how long does that take to do 8k i don't think i've ever I don't, i've never run for that long. so it's, it's i've got this app where it like um it's like one of these train it's like the couch of 5k but it's like extended beyond that oh yeah so it's like um run mm. and walk and so it's um 17 minutes of running times three so like uh what 51 minutes and then like three minutes of walking. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, damn, I'm getting tired just listening to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can actually do that because I love cycling and I'm, I'm a pretty good like I can go for a long time on a bike, but walking, uh, walking, <laughs> yeah, walking is too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but with running, I, I I start to gas out after about twenty minutes. The trick of running is so the run walk really helps. You've got you've got a minute in between them to, to like catch your breath. But also, mm, okay, when you go running, like I think a lot of people try and like give it like they try and run quickly the whole way whereas yeah like, get it over with yeah. <laughs> but if you're training no, you run slowly <laughs> well if you're training for a distance like it's totally fine to uh, one of the advice they quite often give if you're training to like go further you don't need to run mm. faster than you walk really you need to do the motion okay. and um mm. yeah yeah my uh that makes sense actually yeah so I, one advice i heard was um if if you imagine you're on the other side of a hedge someone's on the other side of the hedge to you and they're watching you run they shouldn't be able to tell <laughs> just by your head bobbing up and down whether you're running or you're walking you should be like quite like slow because then you don't like overtrain or stress yourself out or anything too much but you still build all uh, the I think imagining that might make me run faster though <laughs> a man lurking in the hedge yeah, so the trick to running slowly is just to imagine there's a creepy guy in the top of the head watching you constantly. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. And so what have you got on the soundtrack while you're doing your slow, creepy runs? Well, this is what I wanted to talk about, because I <laughs> I normally listen to a podcast. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, shall I start again? Cause I, uh... <laughs> you're supposed to say metal. <laughs> Okay, well, I was listening to... I like to listen to kind of quite upbeat, proggy stuff, you know, quite fun, like, lighthearted. Mm. But I had <laughs> Weird um, times in so you're running in, like, free four and just, like, stumbling <laughs> over constantly. That's why he's doing the running and then stopping thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, That's when the song slows down. Um, 
I, I had on the other day, I just had on Shuffle, and this song by this band called Discarnate came on. I was like, ooh. And they're like a death metal. Oh, yeah. They're like, do you know them? They're like a death metal band, and they're like quite fast and intense. Yeah, they're good. They are good, but they came on, and I was like, yeah! And I got really into it. <laughs> and I, it was kind of like, you know, like a speed boost, like in a video game or something, when you get like, you know, your Mario Kart, and you get the mushroom, and you kind of go quickly. Like, it was like that, <laughs> which is great, until you got two minutes into the song, and it was totally gasping for breath, and able to continue. So... so <gasps> <laughs> when I did my big cycle trip in Europe, there were quite a few times when I wanted to, you know, really push myself and just get a few miles in early in the day. I used to listen to uh, Necrofilth, Devil's Breath. Mm. That was a great one. It's really just like a relentless album that just doesn't stop. It has such a savage kind of wild energy that I was just in the boiling heat going as hard as I could. That was brilliant. And the album's only 25 minutes. So I found that I could sustain like a full pace 25 minutes. And then after, after that, go and jump in a fucking river. <laughs> <laughs> a nice river it's an idyllic setting in my mind well it's Europe so they've got like pollution laws and stuff yeah, yeah. no true but it's necrofilth so you've got to step on a syringe at some point you, you want a kind of grimy pool exactly <laughs> what about you Ben so well Josh is apparently taking mushrooms and listening to prog and you're treading on heroin needles or something um, <laughs> it's, it's really like embarrassing but um, I quite like listening to like Sabaton <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, like, uh, it's like things like Sabaton or like Jerry yeah, like battle that. metal cool. you know like just mm. the kind of uh, what's the word um, machismo Jeez. machismo is that oh no absolutely yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, like machismo male, like you know, like people very just... gung ho, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Testosterone core. Yeah, yeah, and actually, like this week, we'll talk about it more in a bit, obviously. But um, like rotting Christ, there's a lot of like, yeah, <laughs> sort of like, <laughs> like I'm uh, lifting like you know 200 grams and struggling, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm cycling in the rain, and I used to do this a lot when I was sort of commuting. Sometimes you get a job when I used to work for a catering agency. It's quite far out. You're cycling for like 45 minutes in pissing rain in the middle of February. The album Voice of the Wilderness by Corpaclani mm. has such a kind of atmospheric, mm, kind of yeah. rainy, like, you know, amongst the hills and the roots. The album sounds like the smell of, like, water. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> the album sounds like the smell of water. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. The album sounds like that sense of being in a forest with mm. it, like, raining and the smell of the rain is coming out of the moss and the earth and stuff mm. and it's really fast paced as well lots of kind of heavy sort of vikingy sort See, of drums and stuff. I, I knew That's what you meant one. but when you said the album sounds like the smell of water water doesn't smell of anything <laughs> so i was just like there's no sound on this album you know the, the word for that officially is um petrichor petrichor well that's the thing you, you can turn petrichor into into a core subgenre very easily Add an E. You could, yeah. Just, <laughs> just rain sounds and shouting. Like, you remember those, like, <laughs> you remember those, like, tubes that you had in school? Oh, like, yes. wooden tubes full of, like, rice. And they made the sound of rain <laughs> and you like, shh, shh. Just, like, you could have that. And then some, like, heavy drums and hardcore vocals. There you go. I'm noticing a gap in the market here because we keep referencing these instruments that we had at school, like the wood blocks they would give you and <laughs> yeah, call you an instrument. <laughs> There used to be a band that just uses all of these. Come on. <laughs> what I want to know with the rain stick was like, what was that trying to teach us? Because like, that isn't... You can't get much rhythm out of it. No, I, I don't, I don't we think were, I'm a, I don't get it. We were children. They were just trying to keep you busy. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was... Do you remember that one that they had that looked a bit like a rocket ship made out of wood and had like a hole in it? and some ridges on the side and you had a stick that you like yes. scraped up and down it uh -huh. <laughs> oh yeah, the one that I remember the one that they had at my like play group so this is when I was like four or three or four or something it was like red on one end and someone told me that like it had like 
it injured someone or they told me it was like blood (laughs) and i can still remember that like visceral feeling of fear i had whenever i would like look at it (laughs) you know how they always say like schools do a really bad job of teaching like maths and history and stuff yeah i feel like they they do an equally bad job teaching music by giving us basic instruments that you can't break (laughs) like there's actually no like teaching involved i I think they probably do a worse job of teaching music than they do of maths to be honest do you remember um did you guys have those keyboards in your secondary school that had the dj oh god (laughs) disco 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 dj (laughs) dj i remember once um everyone in the class was just like going nuts on all those sorts of things pressing the dj button and the teacher absolutely lost her goddamn mind i thought her head was gonna pop she was like if anyone presses that button again you're instantly out of the class (laughs) it's just like a silence and then he just said, DJ! The <laughs> and we look around, there's this kid there with his head in his hands, just like, I had to do it, I had to do it! Oh my god, they had to, um, they had to, um, they had to install a, like, cut-off switch in our music room. It was literally like a big red button on the wall. And when everyone was hitting that button, he, the teacher would run over, <laughs> slap this big red button, and it would cut the power to all of the desks. <laughs> the only way to stop people. That's amazing. Like, um, what those big switches you have in a kitchen. That's literally, like, what it was. It was just a big, like, Isolated red, switch, like, yeah, yeah em- emergency cut-off button. <laughs> Like, we had this uh, emergency like fantastic. gas cutoffs in the labs, but none of the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that already says something about the unruliness of the class. <laughs> you gotta have a cutoff switch in the music room. <laughs> so, what is it that, that makes music really good workout music? Let's be real, we're talking about metal here because metal is great workout music. Yeah, a lot of metal just already fits the bill, right? I think so. One of the songs we'll actually talk about later today, Sakura, on the album by Project Mishra, I think is really good. Mm. Earlier in a workout and a run because it's kind of got this nice light feeling you know you kind of feel like you're in this like idyllic situation and it's like yeah and then maybe like 10-20 minutes later when you're not feeling so great your legs are starting to feel quite heavy and you're kind of out of breath you want something I think like like discarnate or, or just like where there's this really raw kind of like powerful like someone kind of shouting at you to keep running kind of vibe yeah <laughs> that's for me at least i don't know about you guys i know what you mean it's a matter of like do you feel like the song is having a go at you or do you feel like you're part of that furious power exactly exactly a lot of people don't like metal because they feel like the music is aimed at them like they're being shouted <laughs> at and i'm like no no you're it's like it, it should express something within you an, an aggressive energy and i don't mean aggressive in a negative yeah. like, violent way aggression as in like assertive you know? i think generally like i want something that's gonna distract me from the fact that i'm having to exercise because it's no secret <laughs> i i kind of resent the fact that we have to exercise these flesh prisons that we're in i just wish they would be perfectly formed and remain that way for our life but obviously it's especially over the last like oh. year where we basically all just yeah. been stuck inside when i was a chef i was on my feet like all day and it was easy to just like keep fit mm. not so much now yeah just Despite the fact that I was eating chips all day, every day, whilst I was a chef. Yeah. Um, I was somehow in the best shape of my life. Probably not internally, but... <laughs> Despite the fact that I spent half of my working life as a chef, stood over a deep fat fryer and... <laughs> breathing <eating> in. And <laughs> inhaling. Oil. Yeah. I don't know if you can get fat from breathing in fat. I don't know. That's a good point. Let's test it. Secondary fat. <laughs> Let's get some... I'll, I'll track down a biologist and ask. Actually, I think I know a few biologists. I'll see if I can get them to do it. We used to, when we were cleaning the extractor fans above the deep fat fryer and the like the grill it literally was like an inch thick of like pure fat after like a week like every week and you'd have to go in there and just like scrape it all out with like a one gloved hand and you pick it up and it's like the consistency of like peanut butter but just pure fat yeah 
That was that was really cool, actually. They used to contract a company to come in and like climb into our roof with like a big hose pipe and suck all that stuff out. I'm glad <laughs> no I never way. had to do it. We had to do it ourselves every week. Imagine being that guy. It was cool though. I used to like sticking my head in the extractor fan <laughs> and just like scraping out all this fucking blackened. I feel grease. like you would enjoy that for some reason. Just <laughs> somehow enriching to you. That's necrofilth, man. <laughs> do you guys want to hear a really grim story about that fat, like? cooking fat yes so there was a scandal a few years ago in china because um it was discovered that certain oh no like street food type of like you know there's little carts who like cook like um like buns or uh you know this kind of thing oh i feel like i know this yeah they it just it was discovered what they were doing was they were like going into the drains and getting the old like solidified disposed oh. of cooking fat from the restaurants oh my god and like taking it up and like rinsing it and then throwing it on the ground <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. God damn. Where do you think it was Delicious. going? It seemed to surprise you. I thought they were going to be stealing the fat from liposuction clips. Yeah, so that. I realise now that that's, <laughs> that's yeah. way less bad. I don't know which that's I would clean. They're, be more They're both by. pretty bad, but I feel like, I don't know why I imagine sort of Chinese food vendors would be breaking into uh, medical clinics. <laughs> if, if you could get like a, a burger a stretch. <laughs> made out of mints, but they use like 100% like... Um, lean lean meat and then incorporated excess liposuction fat into it so you have like a half human half cow burger like would that be cannibalism yeah uh, okay yeah of course i think any part of eating in... other people is cannibalism yeah. i draw the line pretty like low on that stuff so yeah. obviously two of us are vegetarians <laughs> but that aside would you eat that burger yeah sure well you're yeah. the only non-vegetarians <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely not just wait hang on eating meat doesn't mean that i'm necessarily willing to be a cannibal I mean, I am. Oh, not fucking doesn't it, Tom? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, and obviously correlation doesn't mean causation, but the meat eater wants to The two to be vegetarians humans. on the podcast don't want to be cannibals, but you do. <laughs> Actually, I mean, to be fair... It's not that I want to be a cannibal. Being a meat eater doesn't make me a cannibal, but incidentally, <laughs> yes, I would eat, a, eat human meat in the right circumstances. But, of course, why would you not? Go for it. Fucking do, it, do whatever comes up, you know? <laughs> Gotta have something to fill the day. Speaking of which, our first album this week. <laughs> <laughs> our first album this week is Rituals by Rotting Christ. <laughs> Alright, so Rotting Christ. They've actually been around for a lot longer than I thought they had. They were formed in 1984 under the name Black Church wow. before becoming Rotten Christ in 1987. And um, yeah, that's the last not know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. An older band than I expected. They're from Athens. That's Greece, not Georgia. <laughs> they started out actually as a grindcore act. Oh, um, no way. Yeah, before moving towards a more black metal sort of scene-ish mm. these mm. days. I think they incorporate elements of symphonic and melodic black metal. A lot of uh, sort of tribal and battle metal kind of elements as well, which is fucking awesome. Today we're talking about Rituals, their 12th studio album, which was released in 2016. I actually came across this album whilst researching for our black metal special we did a couple of weeks ago, mm. and I've been listening to it ever since, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Tom, tell me what you thought. So I was familiar with Running Christ through the song 666, but that was just about the only song I listened to. It was on the trailer for Bloodstock one year, I want to say like 2013 or something like that. So I've known about them for a while. They've been on my radar, definitely. Mm. But I never sat down and kind of listened to them. And I think I sort of know why. Because when I sat down and listened to this album, Rituals, first listen through, I thought, yeah, great. That's a good album. That's cool. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah, nice. And I sort of thought, but, you know, it's nothing to write home about, really, is it? But then I listened to it again, and I thought, damn, there's actually some really good songs on here. Like, some stuff's really starting to stand out. And I listened to it 
quite a lot you know in the lead up to this episode and when i listen to it today like final time through to get some thoughts together before the episode mm. i like every single song on the album now genuinely there's like nothing that i would skip and i think um this goes back to something that we've talked about before of like they've established a sound and they're sort of doing the same thing with it in each song and it's a really cool new sound mm. but they're also trying out loads of different stuff with it it's a really nice balance of like mm. something that sounds really new but there are also a lot of variation in that yeah i find um, a lot of bands will have like a song with a chanting portion in it whereas if it was like the majority of their music has chanting in it <laughs> that's Absolutely. the kind of thing they've picked yeah it reminded me a lot of the album roots by sepultura mm. which has got all sorts of like foreign language chanting like um you know, traditional sort of tribal instruments and moments in it and this album has a lot of different languages on it as well doesn't it I think it's yeah i mean I yeah i think they correct me if i'm wrong but i think latin greek french and english yeah i really right. like the french on it actually. that was cool i came out of nowhere but i was like oh. yeah yeah what did you think of the album josh yeah so it's interesting because i i kind of felt like interestingly i, I kind of agree with tom they have a really interesting sound they've kind of picked and they've gone for it and they've gone through and they they've, they've done these variations on it and there's so many different influences like you can you can hear lots of other bands in there but not in like a derivative way but i don't think mm. i was quite as in love with it as tom was i i like it was really good mm. i don't know I, I think i think maybe i need to spend my time with it or maybe i just i, I find it difficult to like listen to like that style of music for a very long time right but, like i kind of felt like if the songs were a little bit shorter and like the album was like a little bit shorter really maybe mm. that would be like i know I, I say this about every album so maybe i just don't like music but like <laughs> <laughs> it's what we've discovered <laughs> josh doesn't like music explains a lot of his choices <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to dignify that with a response, Ben. What was it you wanted to say? It's not like super, super tight as an album. Like there's some long songs mm. on here. But like, I think once I was sort of sold on the sound, I really started to get into it. Yeah. And it's not that it's like background because it's not that, but it's like it has like a it has kind of a hypnotic sort of oh no feel absolutely to it, like you know I, I think it's one yeah. of those things where where like definitely like the more you listen to it the more you like it like I yeah I I, I, I listened definitely. to it through again when I was on my run today and I was like huh some of these are pretty cool yeah definitely there's a lot of songs in there that I think have like a lot of playlist potentially you know you can definitely say it and listen to them lots of times over. Mm. Mm. For me, I think that I don't know. I, I just maybe I just wasn't like totally in love with it. Like I'm not cr criticizing yeah. it at all. It's just um, no, I like, think I didn't. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My my sort of impression of it throughout this week has been um, I really like it. A lot of the songs are like fairly similar, but I like what they're doing, so I'm happy yeah. to like put it on. And I agree with mm. that point about it being kind of background music in a way because. It's very rhythm-led. There's not like a lot of yes, just random definitely. wailing guitar solos just for the sake of it. It's a mm. lot of chanting, a lot of really mm. awesome drums, brilliant, like just, you know. It's very hard to tell what the kind of like, what to listen to in the song, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so, mm. especially like, we're talking about like Thrash and stuff being very like lead focused. There's a, or like um, a lot of, you know, certainly like pop music and rock music and stuff is very like, like voice focused. You're listening to the person singing. With this, there's no obvious kind of thing to listen to that guides you through. Yeah. It has, as you say, that chanting quality of like sounds coming over yeah. and over again. It all kind of blends, doesn't it, into like a mm. just mix of, you know, suddenly the guitar's a little bit above the mix and then the voice comes back and then the drums are leading it again and it all just kind of yeah. flows so nicely and I really like that about it. I, I kind of Definitely. I kind of felt that like this would be like, if it was like 10% groovy, it would be like a really, really cool like Doom album. 
Like, because yeah, it's got the like, hypnotic quality with all the different other things. And it's still really cool. And yeah. I, I'm sorry, I, I haven't been really, really negative. No, no, I know what you mean. There's some feeling about it of like, there's this kind of like, it feels like it has potential to be something different to what it is. I'm glad that it's not that though, because yeah, I, I like how different it is in that like, you sort of keep expecting it to like drop into just like an album now. You know what I mean? Mm. But instead it, it consistently goes for this idea of like foreign language kind of like chanting and stuff. And there's like spoken word bits yeah. in here. There's like um, really kind of atmospheric stuff with like battle sounds and things. There's the um, one with the the woman kind of um, I don't know what language it's in. Oh, it's really like frantically. I think that's Greek. Yeah. It's kind of yelling, like talking really fast over the top. Yelling and screaming. Do you know who it reminded me of a lot? It reminded me of Behemoth. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not a comparison I was expecting to make. Mm. That is interesting. Yeah, I feel like Behemoth could write a Rotting Christ song. And Definitely. A lot of Rotting Christ songs sound like they could be Behemoth songs, but I don't know if Behemoth could write an album of songs which sound so similar but yeah. have such subtle differences that the more you listen to it, the more it stands out more and more and more. You know, with Behemoth, yeah. you have those like crazy solos, those bits where you're like, oh my god, this is this bit of this song. But yeah. every Rotting Christ song just feels like it starts kind of low and builds and builds and builds mm. and ends mm. in this like epic way. Yeah. But they manage to do it with every track. Yeah, they really do. It's like, as I say, it's like kind of doing the same thing over and over, but also doing it really differently. Yeah. They have that slightly bosquiloid effect of like stacking the sound. Mm, so definitely. you start out with something and then build it and build it and build it. Yeah. And we, we mentioned it a minute ago, um, the, the vocal style. I love this guy's voice. Like it, it sounds like yeah. he's like gargling oil and like spitting. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. It just sounds so... It's like molten lava, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, honestly. Pretty it's, nasty. it's good. Mm. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> we always do yeah. this. Horrible. I love it. <laughs> What was it we described Ulcerate as? Ulcerate was nauseating. Nauseating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's going to come up later, by the way. Um, yeah, I thought it might. <laughs> yeah, we talked about like, the battle metal stuff a minute ago as well. And um, the song For a Voice Like Thunder. Oh, yeah. That was the first song. That, that was a cool song. Uh, I mean, the most popular song on the album is um, Zenigma, which is a really, really good track. Oh, but, really? Yeah. Not the um, the Four Horsemen song? Oh, that was no, good. No, yeah. See, look, What's when, that song called? The name of these track. It's called The Four, Four Horsemen. Horsemen. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for A Voice Like Thunder was the first song that really, really grabbed me. It's so epic and like it has that like spoken word intro bit. I just love like the lyrical themes and stuff. I think one of them is like, and then Sin claps his wings across the battlefield. And like another bit is yeah. like, um, and they ask, who has done this? Who is responsible? Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's so like epic. And then, yeah, it just that got me hooked. Yeah. I, I do actually see the comparison to Behemoth there as well, actually, now that you mention it. Like with that specifically, mm. where it's got this big, high concept kind of hook for mm. the actual song that isn't necessarily musical, but it, it really draws you in. Yeah, and it's very mid pace as well, isn't it? And like we've talked about this before about, because you described them as black metal. And I said, oh, I wasn't, I didn't realize they were black metal. Mm. And then it's weird listening to this because it like there are some bits where it's definitely black metal or like couldn't exist without black metal yeah but it's like it it's hard to kind of nail down what genre it would actually be yeah definitely because it, it like you say it mixes in battle metal it's got that kind of sepultura like you know that sepultura album is quite often described as like new metal yeah right? which is like and it's obviously new metal is very rhythm led this album's very rhythmic you know blackened folk death <laughs> that's not a bad description to be fair i think maybe it's because they're not doing anything that's like flash and crazy but the thing they're doing they're doing really well yeah and it's in a really yep. interesting place it's just not like jumping out and grabbing you but then the more you listen to it the more you're like hang on this is actually really good <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's a tremendous sense of atmosphere as well like you can't listen to it without oh. imagining something really dark yeah. like it sounds black 
<laughs> yeah. And I imagine it probably, I mean, you say they're Greek, I imagine it probably draws on the fact that Greece is a Catholic country as well. I haven't been to Greece for a long time, but the religion's quite in your face there, isn't it? I, I think they're, they're, they're Orthodox in, in Greece, yeah. and they might get upset if you call them Catholic, but yes. Well done, you've pissed Damn, off the nation true. of Greece. That is, yeah. You got me, man. More, more <laughs> enemies for the podcast. I like to think I've clued in on this the, sort of the, to, to be fair, if, if they get upset by calling them Catholic when you mean Orthodox, they're probably going to be upset that we're talking about rotten Christ, so... That is yeah. true. <laughs> and a little, um, a little fact that I learned whilst actually researching for our next episode, which is... Spoiler, going to be a Frash episode. Um, Frash Attack. Frash Attack. Hashtag Frash Attack. I um I found out that Dave Mustaine of Megadeth fame once refused to play a show with Rotting Christ now that he's a born-again Christian. <laughs> now he's a massive fanny. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I remember I met a guy at a festival once who just was talking at length about how much better Mustaine was when he was on the heroin. And he was like, you could tell he was doing a speedball right before the show. <laughs> we could probably come back to this later, but sometimes that is a bit true, isn't it? I don't... <laughs> I don't. I, I. I don't. I don't necessarily think it is. This is this guy's opinion. We're not quite ready to endorse heroin yet. <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for the sponsorship on that one. <laughs> but when did Metallica write all their best albums? When they were alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> one band that actually reminded me of quite a lot was this. Um, they know the Greek band, and this might just be because um, I'm ignorant of, of music. But um, they're called uh, <laughs> Villages of, and I'm very sorry to the people of Greece for this mispronunciation. <laughs> Villages of Ionianus City. Uh, and they're kind of a um, ah, in Oh yes, I don't either. They're a kind of they're interesting. They're, they're like a really groovy <laughs> rock band, but they they like they use I think the same um, pipe instrument that uh, Rotten Christ do uh, for all their songs. Like it sounds kind of like bagpipes. Okay, and it yeah. just I don't know why. It ha- it, I think beyond that as well, like it kind of spoke to me like what like a slightly groovier, more uplifting kind of vibe would be. I can hear that pipe yeah. instrument in my head right <laughs> yeah, now. Me like, too. It's so good. <laughs> it is really good. They, they've they've done well to throw these so many elements in and like keep it sounding consistent. Yeah. I, I really am impressed by how they've got a sound stuck to it, but also done loads with it. You know? It's amazing, yeah. really, that chanting male choirs and pipes and death metal and orchestral drums all fit together in a single. It is, and it goes against what people's impression of metal is so much i mean someone said to me fairly recently about how metal they they were like oh i can't imagine metal being very like atmospheric and i was like i feel like so much metal is all about atmosphere these days yeah yeah do you know and that's something actually that we've touched on a couple of times now is like um, and i think i talked about when we're talking about dying fetus in the past there's been a focus on the instruments being really technically skilled um thinking particularly Mm. of like thrash new wave of british metal that kind of like history and now it is a lot more focused on sort of that complete package that atmosphere that entire Mm. world and being completely sucked into it yeah i actually think that in a way it kind of is a shame because i actually quite have enjoyed listening to things like thrash and dying fetus and just actually Mm. listening to the playing and just actually really enjoying that element yeah. of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's room for there's room for everything. It takes all kinds. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Mm. That's my go-to slogan. Well, <laughs> I think we're going to cover an album later on today, which is very technical without much atmosphere. So I think it'll be interesting mm. to... <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean... Getting a pre-rinse. <laughs> no, I, I'm not rinsing it at all. It's Get it just... in now. There's going to be plenty later. <laughs> I know what you mean. And sometimes I do sort of crave that like technical, like lead-focused sort of sound of brash and things. I think I've, I've got room for both. I wonder if, at the moment, given the circumstances of the last year, we're all craving something quite escapist yeah. and theatrical. Mm. You know, actually, when we start getting back out there and going to pubs and banging our heads on walls <laughs> and things like that, like, we're going to want something that's a little bit more grounded in that, like, social yeah, everyday kind of, rather than for fantasizing a, um, about being a warrior. An interesting... Uh to study josh this can be your next phd um the effect oh, no. covid has had on people's taste in metal <laughs> one is more than enough one is much more than anyone should do <laughs> I, 
I've got to say, I think this album, I've no doubt we're going to end up doing this anyway, but if we were going to pick our favorite albums from the first season of Metal Face, this mm. might be it for me. Oh, really? I just feel like it's perfect. Wow. You can yeah. you can work out to it. You can work to it. <laughs> you can fucking pay attention to it and, and love every bit of it. Yeah. I have really, really loved this album. And I love that yeah, first track too. with the Latin. Um, It's been in my head like all week. Inomine, De Nostre, Satanas Lucifere. Excelsior! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good, man. Like, it's stuck in my head all week. How does the album start? She passes. She. I thought you would really like that. She. She That was cool. I like that as well. It was very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like the um the sort of slightly uh, like slightly distorted electronic kind of voice that comes in. Mm. In the name of Satan. <laughs> so cool. Uh, yeah. I've got I've got time for Satanism in metal still. That doesn't surprise me at all. It's not, it's not quite played out yet. <laughs> There's a little bit more juice in that. <laughs> a little bit more milk in that udder. The udders of Satan. Poor mm. satanic cow, milked dry. So um, I'm gonna have a hard time picking. But I'd like to know your favourite tracks in this album, Tom. What do you think? I really like the first song in Nomine de Nostri. Mm-hmm. Great opener for the album. And kind of like, definitely the first three, I've really enjoyed listening to them over and over again. Mm. For a voice like Thunder, also really like that for Four Horsemen. There's a lot on this album, basically. It would be hard to pick any. I think if I had to go for one, I think El Kai Kyrie is probably the one that really stands out. That's the one we mentioned earlier with the really hectic... Mm. Uh, female vocals on it yeah oh and I love the French one as well actually I, I feel like the French language if it's done right in metal can actually sound really aggressive and weird which you kind of you don't really expect of France sorry France another nation <laughs> so many, added to the list <laughs> <laughs> Josh, any favourite tracks on the album? Yeah, so for me, on Rituals, my favourite tracks are probably, um, and this I feel is going to be um, controversial. It's one of these things where before when I was kind of complaining about it, and I'm looking at the track list and like, yeah, I liked all those songs. But I really liked mm-hmm. um, Four Horsemen, and I really liked mm-hmm. um, yeah. Diva Devam. Sorry, it's in Sanskrit, oh, yeah. so I probably mangled that. But um, I thought that was really good. So those two. Oh. The slightly, I mean, to me, it sounds like a slightly sort of Indian, sort of Asiatic kind of sound. Yeah, I think I, I think that was it. Sanskrit's an Indian language, so yeah. Well, I've Maybe South Asian. I don't think any Sanskrit speakers are going to be offended. <laughs> Deva Devam was actually um, definitely my favourite track on the album as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. really? Yeah, so what were yours then? Yeah, Deva Devam definitely. I could pick a lot of tracks and I will just leave it there. But Deva Devam has been my favourite track. And every time that one comes on, I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. For a voice like Funder was the first track that caught me. Four yeah, Horsemen's amazing. Zenigma's amazing. In Nomination Austria is amazing. Listen to this album. Please do it. There's a lot of good shit on this album. <laughs> Fucking good choice, Ben. Yeah, good Thank stuff. Thank you. Man. Thank you. What's right. up next? <laughs> so up next we have Meso by Project Meshram. Project Meshram are a prog metal slash Carnatic fusion band from Bangalore, also known as Bengaluru in uh, India. For those of you who don't know. Carnatic music is a style of Indian classical music that has a big focus on complex rhythms, which are kind of part sung as well alongside the actual rhythmic measures. Mezo is their first studio album. Whilst it's their first album, they have toured the UK in 2019 and played at Techfest and also have a number of singles out before, oh, wow. before then. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're not like, Brilliant. you know, they're, they're, they're not like unestablished by any means. Yeah. And they, they've got quite a large back catalog of um, singles, but it's their first album. I've listened to their earlier music and I really liked a lot of it and I thought, it was, I thought they were really cool. And basically, a few weeks ago, I realised this 
album was coming out in the middle of our recording schedule and i said well let's listen to it and i i, I had never i yeah. had no idea what it was going to be like so i was kind of like did it mm. did it put, put put did a punt on it i think that's the word and um <laughs> that's very male of you is it, is, very is generic punt, man it's punt a bad word no it just okay it's not used to talking like a, a generic bloke T- taking a punt on it <laughs> all right so i took a punt on it and i um yeah and I... did you see that ludicrous display last night <laughs> <laughs> I think it paid off. I thought this was a really fun mm. album. Um, there were definitely bits I liked more than other bits, but overall, I, I, I had a lot of fun listening to it, and I, I'm interested what you guys thought. Tom? Yeah, so this was a really interesting listen. I mean, we don't get to hear enough metal from this part of the world. Mm. Obviously, it is out there. So it was great hearing something that comes from a totally different cultural background and you can really hear that what do you call it carnatic music yeah so that's when there's the kind of like um uh vocal like rhythmic bits it sounded really fucking cool yeah and i can totally see it being really adaptable into metal there's a weird thing about this album where there's sort of it's a whole load of different influences you've got that traditional indian stuff you've got the metal parts and you've got sort of whole kind of jazz sections as well they come together in a really interesting way in some places they cross over better than in others Mm -hmm. i think i suppose the the headline here is that i really enjoyed listening to it it was something really different don't know if it necessarily like grabbed me Mm. like individually that much partly because and i know this is a broad statement but really just don't like jazz (laughs) 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 i I, I sort of want to like it because i've enjoyed it when i've seen it live at um places like the old duke in bristol but i just can't get my head around the music and so there's like two tracks on here that are like purely jazz yeah those two tracks straight up didn't like them i would have liked to have liked them but there were parts of it that i did also really like it's a difficult one to kind of pin down my feelings about i i definitely i've got a lot of respect for these guys it's not quite my jam but it's very interesting yeah that's fair what do you think man i found a quote from the band on their Bandcamp page and i think it's interesting to start with that because it kind of links into how i felt about the album so they said meso or middle was the name we landed on when we had to reach middle ground while trying to name an album that had no common ground to begin with each song mm. uses different soundscapes and core ideas with little to no regard for coherence across the tracks yeah <laughs> that, that pretty much hits the nail on the head there's some pretty metal tracks in the album there's a jazz track on the album which has no metal influence at all there's yeah. ev- every track is very different much like tom i'm really glad i've heard it yeah i really liked some of the songs and then other songs i was just like well this is good music but it's just not what i listen to so it's not for me. I'd almost hesitate to even kind of call it a metal album in a way. Yeah. I mean, and I don't do that out of any kind of elitism. Well, I don't at think all. you could call it a jazz album either, could you? No, it, exactly. It's, it's, it's in the middle, really. Uh, well, it's yeah, exactly. It's aptly <laughs> it's, named. it's in the middle. <laughs> and I think um, they haven't created like a new sound necessarily. They've combined a lot of kind of existing sounds into something that's like a, a conglomerate of those things. I think I would be really interested to see what they do next. I could see this as being like a first album. Mm. Mm, definitely you know where it's like the sound isn't quite matured into what it could be yet yeah i, I totally agree Absolutely. and I, I don't know which way they're going to lean in the future if they're going to make a jazz album next or if they're going to make a metal album next are people going to be like you know that jazz band has some metal tracks in its back yeah or, 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 they, or maybe that metal band used to have a whole jazz thing that's something that i would like to see is them to try and mesh those elements even more and have like a yeah i, I mean i don't even know if it'd be possible i'm nowhere near as talented as these guys are and i'm sure if anyone could do it they could a metal jazz track 
Let's do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Jazz metal is kind of this area where like people have sort of tried it. Tripalium have tried it, and like a bunch of other bands here and there on the fringes have tried to fuse those sounds. It's never quite been achieved, but there's definitely room for jazz metal. It's definitely, it's definitely gonna happen, in my opinion. I think these guys might be the ones to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just wonder when and why it hasn't. No one's pulled it off yet. Yeah, like like I say, I'm really hyped for these guys in like two years. Like I really want to see what the second album's gonna be like. I think that's. Mm. I think it's gonna be really good. Definitely. I, I kind of I agree with you Ben like all the individual tracks are really cool and it was like they're really cool bits like Sakura I think is a great song and I think that really shows mm, like mm. when they're at the best it was like Kanakana Look at are, are all great as well I mean, that's quite you know that runs kind of start as the gamut there yeah. but it, it almost feels like it's just a collection of songs rather than an album if you know what I mean Yeah, it does yeah, which yeah, is yeah. fine I mean and that's what that's what they said yeah exactly you know, but it, it did for me slightly um, damage the uh, enjoyability of it as an album yeah I gotta say I was sort of first listen like the first song I was excited to see what the rest of the album was going to be yeah. and for the most part I don't think it hit that level that it achieved in, in Sakura yeah. that said I, I did really like Loco Coco actually that was a really fun like song there was, it's a really fun song and it's about coffee yeah. right? it's about like enjoying drinking coffee and being like I, I need that shit first thing in the morning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> it kind of it made me laugh and I was like this is kind of like a sweet song like yeah fair enough you know that's true I do actually I like coffee and well <laughs> Yeah. I mean, anyone who knows me pretty well is going to be like, mate, you drink instant coffee, fuck off. <laughs> this is a really crazy album, isn't it? Because you could, you could bring this to a non-metal episode and be like, there are yeah. a couple of metal tracks on here but yeah. it's not a metal album. But then you could also, you have brought it for a metal episode and it also makes sense. Yeah, like, so Loco Coco, I didn't really like that track. I like a lot of different music, but that to me, I was just kind of like, yeah, it's well put together. It's well composed track, it's well recorded, etc. But it's just like, yeah, mm. it's not for me. It's not, I'm, I'm not going to listen to that. For sure. It's pushing very far, isn't it? It's like, it's it's quite far outside of the like influences that have made up my music taste. Yeah. Yeah, I, definitely. Yeah, for me too as well. Like it, it's just a, such a different thing. And again, it's obviously well written well put together just not for Mm. me that's not a criticism that's just what it is no it's very hard to actually be critical of this band and I wouldn't want to be really because like they are clearly very skilled guys doing what they're doing you know they've they've risen to sort of well they've been noticed by the metal scene over here despite being from a very different part of the world Mm. like good for them yeah I think um, Sakura is exactly the kind of thing that I'd want to see from the future because um, yeah. it starts a really pleasant, quite light touch with the Indian influences and stuff. And it leans more and more into it as the track goes along. And I really yeah. appreciate that about it, is that it kind of drew me in with this stuff that I knew and then gave these really interesting influences. And I think if they mm-hmm. started with the album like that and then just leaned into those Indian traditional influences throughout an entire metal album, I think yeah. that could be like a 10 out of 10 album. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I don't, I don't know if you heard the, the earlier, the earlier um, single. I think I think I heard it in the in the kind of mm, pre-show. Yeah. Um, uh, Cynic Machine. Mm. I thought... Yeah, I really liked that. Sing Machine, I thought that was, was very cool. amazing. I, that that mm. was kind of what really got me into the band. And I kind of came into this album thinking it was going to be just an hour of Cynic Machine. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think put Sakura, Cynic Machine, uh, Kana Kana, that mm. track as well. Full album with that, I'd be like probably sitting here saying it's the best thing I've heard all year. You know, yeah, it's really like, interesting. Metal, the metal scene in general has a real uh, hunger for like instruments from other parts of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we were saying, you sort of don't expect it, but metal really, in general, likes to bring in traditional folk sounds yeah, definitely. and classical sounds and like just foreign sounds into the music all the time. It can be very, very eclectic. 
Now, Josh, on that track, Cynic Machine, what was the name of the instrument you said that guy was absolutely shredding on? Uh, I think it's called a Vena. A Vena, yeah. I would say people, go listen to Cynic Machine cause, and watch the video, because watching that guy completely shred on that, like, Vena is just incredible. It, like, it's really impressive. I've never seen it before, and it's amazing. No, it's it's, it's really cool. Like, that, that, that whole song is just, like, it was definitely, like, not what I expected at all. And it's, like, mm. it's it, it, you can hear its influences, but it um it, it's really, like, new and refreshing i i think you know the whole album as a whole is, is very new and refreshing um despite kind of the various issues you had with it and overall i think i think it's, it's really like i recommend you listen to it really highly yeah like i think it's a lot of i i mean you know I, these guys are pretty privileged okay i uh i looked him up on uh Bandcamp and i gave him a follow I don't hand those things out lightly, <laughs> but uh, I gave them a follow. I'm excited to see what they're up to, you know? Definitely one to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm so hyped for these guys in, like, Battleface season season five, you know? When the second oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I really, um, I've, I've listened to all three of the albums this week a lot because we've had two weeks to do it, and the more I've listened to this album, I've been like, do you know, actually, to be fair, these songs are really mm, good. Mm. <laughs> like, I just want to see more of the heavier bits. I think the I was annoyed because I like listened to Sakura and then like Nivasa happens, yeah. and I was like, what the yeah. fuck did you do? That's the <laughs> thing. Back to the if other it was thing. An hour of Sakura, I'd just be like, I'd be, I'd be vibing. You know, it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I would be as well, yeah. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what these guys do in the future. I think my favourite song on the album, actually, weirdly enough, was um, Loco Coco. I know it's not yeah. qu- it's not quite in the vibe that we're talking about here, but it felt like yeah. music that I'd never really heard anything like that before. Something that unique is always going to get high praise from me. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think that's really fair. I think for me, my favourite tracks were Sakura and Loco Coco. Mm. They kind of do all, all the best things about the album, I think, are in those two songs which isn't to say there isn't really good stuff in the rest of it but I think those two if I wanted to sum up the album I would show some of those songs yeah loads of fun very listenable how about you Ben? yeah I think my favourite track from the album Agreement Sakura definitely I liked Kana Kana mm. as well yeah that was cool but I think if I was going to show someone a song from this band I would probably go with Cynic yeah. Machine and I hope they do more stuff like that uh, like genuinely yeah. I really Cynic Machine that. is and a great song I'm not going to argue that at yeah. all. I'd love to hear more stuff from these guys. I'm really excited yeah, to see what they definitely. do. Good choice. Yeah, you guys liked it. Interesting. As always, Josh. And so, <laughs> in a rare moment, we're going to continue the prog theme with one of my choices. I don't know how much prog I'll be bringing to this <laughs> podcast <laughs> over, <laughs> over our um, lifetime. Between now and when we <laughs> die. <laughs> <laughs> how much prog will we talk about between now and death? <laughs> I don't know how much prog, prog I'll be bringing to this podcast in the future. But up next, we've got Devin Townsend with Infinity. So Devin Townsend is a Canadian singer, songwriter and all-round musician who rose to fame with the extreme metal band Strapping Young Lad, which he was a part of from 1994 to 2007. Since then, he's released 25 albums across his solo projects, Devin Townsend and the Devin Townsend Project. I really like Strapping Young Lad, so I've always been aware of Devin Townsend and what he's doing and kind of watched his career quite closely. But I've never really been very grabbed by his solo stuff. Felt to me like it was stripping out kind of the anger and that kind of iron hard heaviness that Strapping Young Lad have. So this album was an opportunity to really check out his sound on his solo projects properly. His sound is a massive mishmash of influences. To call it just prog would be selling it short. There's a lot of kind of everything in there. And he does go for this sort of wall of noise approach. I feel like this is someone where you want to talk about the music rather than the background of the actual band. So I think let's just get straight into it. I feel like there is going to be some heavy opinions about this album. So, Josh, why don't you kick us off? Right, so I really like prog metal. There's a lot of prog bands I really like. Dream Theater were 
big favorite of mine for a long time, you know. And well, I've done Strapping Young Lad before, I should say. And I do like a lot of Strapping Young Lad too. I don't, I don't like. I'm not like a big fan, but like whenever mm. I hear them, I'm like yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And Devon's always a um a musician I've really wanted to like. I've I've always like heard him stuff, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could learn that. And I love the idea, like the uh when he when he did the Ziltoid like rock opera musical thing in the Royal Albert yeah. Hall. Like, that's so oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's really my kind of vibe, you know. I love that stuff. But when I listen to this album, I really struggled with it because there were loads of really cool ones. Like the first, the first song, yeah, "Truth," I think it is. Yeah, amazing, great, really, mm. really, really mm. strong. But it didn't. The, a lot of the other songs, the album just didn't grab me. It, it, I found mm. it quite frustrating in a way because there were yeah. there were bits where I was like, I know you can do this in the way I like and obviously yeah. the music he writes isn't for me but when yeah. I'm listening to it I'm like there are songs that I really like and then some of the songs have I don't know what to call it um, like a I, I have written down my notes like a circus beat do, yes. How would you describe that rhythmically? Do, 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 do. Something a little bit polka. Do, 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 do. Yep. Yeah, like that. Um, right. Like that. Like that's really a pet hate of mine in, oh, in, really? in metal. Oh, I quite like whenever a metal that. song does it, I'm just like, stop. I completely agree with Josh. That belongs in one place and it's the circle. <laughs> I kind of dig it, actually. I like the high energy aspect of it. I, mm. I will say with this album, most of the criticisms I have are just things that I find personally annoying. Like it's really like... There are a lot, there's lots of really well written, amazing, creative songs. It's just like yeah. personally, it's well. a vibe. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna mm. say it's like bad. It's obviously not. It's just that like a lot of the things that I find annoying about music were in it. So, truth, really mm. cool song, war, cool song. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean about like listening to truth. You can see the potential of the music, and there is something about the album where it's hard to know whether it's really delivering on that potential. Or whether it's just giving the impression that it's delivering. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's something about it where it's sort of you're sort of like, is this good? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I think um I struggled with this, but I'll come back to that because I'm gonna throw it over to you, Ben, because I know you have some strong feelings about this. We should probably all put our cards on the table <laughs> first before strong we Strong feelings. I got strong feelings. <laughs> you got, I got mad feelings. I got mad feelings about this. So give me a couple of minutes here because there's a couple of things that I want to just, just go. I'm going to get my so, while you do this. Yeah, go make some food, get another beer maybe. Um, so I'll start off by saying the album does feel like a personal project and I really like that about it. It has a quality of being really tightly packed and songs like really naturally flowing and escalating and changing in a way that it feels like it's come from one mm. mind. Mm. I don't think the complexity of some of these ideas could have been captured so well by an entire band or a group of musicians. It's clearly one guy's work. I know he works with like a drummer on this, but he is obviously the leading influence on this. The album opened really well. I really liked Truth. Christine Mm. and Bad Devil, pretty good songs. I enjoyed those as well. However, Mm. once it hit Soul Driven Cadillac, I detested this album. (laughs) (laughs) I hated it. I really did. Look, I've done a bit of reading about the album on the heavydevy.fandom.com which is the Devin Townsend wiki Um, (laughs) I understand where the place he was in when he wrote this album he had just released uh, Strapping Strapping Young Lad album which was very heavy and then he was kind of struggling between these extremes in his Mm. life and he actually checked himself into a mental health hospital with bipolar disorder right okay and I think yeah so coming from that place I actually feel like he's captured some of that in the album and he was trying to deal with those feelings and I think it is kind of reflected in the music. I don't want to disparage that. I hope the guy's doing well, obviously. But some of those tracks made me feel physically nauseous (laughs) with the amount of energy and manic, frantic 
stuff going on. I mean, on. Ants is a perfect example of this. Ants is just like round and round Ants and round and is, round. Ants is the one that comes yeah. to mind. Yeah, I, I had to, I genuinely, I'm, I'm not joking, I had to turn the album off because it actually gave me a headache and made me feel sick. There's something about it where like there's like a synth sound throughout or something that has a kind of like yeah. effect yeah. the whole time. Yeah. As somebody with tinnitus, there's something about the mastering where it feels like it's inside your ears, like in your eardrum. Yeah. I don't like the yeah. way it's mixed. No, me neither. And in the same way that the inventor of, say, the rack or thumb screws <laughs> certainly did a good job of creating something painful, <laughs> I wouldn't want to try it and I won't be coming back yeah. to it. So thanks, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I think okay. that's interesting that you say that about like it's not like not nice to listen to. Here's the thing: you take a song like Ants, that song almost sounds like a grindcore song, but without the satisfying feeling of heavy drums, distorted guitar, and really kind of retching, drawn out kind mm. of grind vocals. Take all that away, ac- acousticize it, add some synth in. You've yeah. got Ants, and it's um, it's 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 a real headache if you're not in the mood for it you know when they Absolutely. do those um disneyfying yeah. metal songs or like making slayer into bluegrass it's kind of like that yeah. <laughs> it's it's just so hectic hyperactive beyond belief yeah and yeah to, like, it, it does truth christine and bad devil were great tracks yes. i think they were nine out of ten i really enjoyed those. bad devil especially yeah. I, I really vibe with that yeah first three songs are like super strong to say that i liked the album would be true to say that i didn't like the album would also be true i yeah. feel really confused about how i feel about this i have listened to it all the way through a few times sometimes i've not liked it kind of at all and being like this is no matter what volume i play it at i feel like it's damaging my ears (laughs) (laughs) and like (laughs) i've had other occasions where i've listened to it all the way through and been able to maintain my energy alongside the energy that the album's giving and now i'm a big grindcore fan and grindcore is super high energy sometimes you have to summon the energy up to be able to listen to grindcore sometimes it kind of gives it to you do you know what i mean i felt like today i was coming back from shoreditch where my offices are and i had time on the train i had 45 minutes to you're making a face like oh i work in shoreditch oh i work (laughs) in media in shoreditch (laughs) i was coming back from shoreditch which by the way is where i work in media and (laughs) well no point being that like from shoreditch to west ham and i said to my driver uh, put on that Devin Townsend track <laughs> from Shoreditch to West Ham is about the similar length of the album and I so I felt like okay I've got time to like listen to this I didn't have fucking anything else to do just sat there and listened to it in that circumstance I enjoyed it because I felt like I was kind of listening to the music as opposed to being like swept up into the like hyperactive hurricane that is half of the songs on it and so in that zone I enjoyed it but then at the same time I, I, I totally understand why why it's like people find it annoying and hyperactive because I also think that about it. That's the thing. Like I found quite a lot of it a bit annoying, and mm. It, mm. it for me it really overshadowed the bits which were really good. And yeah, I feel like I'm being really harsh. I I, I don't I don't mean to be harsh. Like it's, mm. it's 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 really just a stylistic thing. Like it's like I find the style unpleasant, and that doesn't mean it's not good. It doesn't mean it's not it's not well written. It just means that like I find this bit this kind of thing mm. um, unpleasant, and it's it's a, it's a it's a thing that's in a lot of metal comparisons to like um. I wrote my notes to uh, Eagle, who, who yeah. does a similar kind of thing. Oh, I like Eagle quite a lot. Yeah, I yeah. see that. It's, it's it's literally just me. It's just the like polka beat I find annoying, and mm. I find I find this like <laughs> I hate that. I don't so know why. That's so interesting. Really that. Do you like it in folk metal though? I find it okay in folk metal. I've spent a few years in a folk band. Like I just 
it's kind of different. Oh, whilst driving back from my folk band rehearsals, I said to my driver... I didn't drive anywhere. On my cart back from the forest. I was in the back of the cart. I don't know, I just... It's one of those things where it's like, it, I really want to like it, I just didn't. Yeah. I feel really bad, mm. but... I think having those first three or four tracks, Truth mm. to War, those four tracks... I liked them, yeah. and it made it more annoying how much I hated the second part of the album <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. those four tracks were really good. And call back to what you said earlier about them about Devin Townsend playing Bloodstock. I really want to see him now. Like I, I yeah. do based on those first four tracks. I do want to see him. I want to go along. Mm-hmm. I might not be in the front row, but I'll definitely sit at the back and drink a cider and watch the show. Like yeah. I'm excited. I mean, for it. remember that there's he's got 25 um, yeah. solo yeah. albums and five with Strapping Young Lad. He's going to play some Strapping Young Lad. He'll definitely play Bad Devil. You know, there there will be enough on that set list that it will probably oh be a god. really good show. I swear to God, if he says this next song is called Ants, I'm going to just fucking end it. Right now. <laughs> like, I swear to God, I cannot. Strapping Young Lad absolutely nail this thing of doing like the fastest, most hyperactive, like rivaling the most extreme grindcore for how. Yeah. Strapping, strapping young lad are pretty good. I've listened to a couple of their songs this week, and it's not like exactly my taste, but I like it. I think, and now I fucking massively hesitate to compare Devin Townsend to two of my favourite musicians of all time, Danny Elfman. <laughs> but Danny Elfman, <laughs> and David, hey! yeah, Danny Elfman and David Bowie wrote a shitload of stuff. Danny Elfman's still fucking writing stuff, and incidentally, I think that. Devin Townsend would not exist without Danny Elfman because there's a very clear mm. kind of like drawing on that. I also picked up a Danny Elfman. Especially Danny Elfman's new kind of rock stuff. It yeah. has that really strange <laughs> hyperactive thing. Here's the thing though. I fucking love Danny Elfman. Mm. <laughs> but like yeah. what I was going to say about David Bowie and Danny Elfman have written such a huge amount of music that not all of it lands that well. Yeah. You know, I can think of songs by Danny Elfman, I can think of songs by David Bowie, where it just doesn't quite mm. land, but mm. you still give them the credit because you're like, damn, this guy is creative. Like He's just yeah, that's doing fair. so much that like I'm okay with it not working all the time. Yeah, and, and I feel like Devin Townsend, if I knew more of his music, I might feel like that about him, mm. but on just this kind of snapshot into his sound it frustrates me that it isn't more consistent yeah, i do agree with you 100 percent. i can see that he's obviously really talented the amount of work he's created is incredible and mm. some of the tracks were great but i also don't want to detract from just stating how much i hated the second half of this album <laughs> it just oh my god i Did i've you... never had to turn an album off because it made gave me i don't think i've ever seen you be so annoyed at anything not only did i psychologically not enjoy this but i had a physiological reaction to this i felt sick listening to this <laughs> like how does that happen it is quite like dizzying isn't it it's nauseating like ulcerate but not in a good way <laughs> good comparison because when we use the word nauseating for ulcerate i meant it in a positive way yeah when i say it here i actually felt like i might have been sick on myself at some point (laughs) yeah i I just you know i don't want to keep going on about this but there is something about the mixing on this where have you ever watched like just a youtube video it's just badly recorded and it sounds like it's like deep down in your eardrum yeah yeah it sounds like that a lot of time in this album and that really bugs me i would like it much more if there was just like just a a more typical production on it so did you guys have any favorite songs i loved ants actually that was my favorite (laughs) wow what a plot twist Uh, I would say um, Bad Devil was probably my favourite track. Mm. It was like a really interesting yeah. like jazzy hard rock kind of combo. Yeah. A lot of songs this, those first four tracks I actually liked. They reminded me a lot of Shinedown yeah. uh, which is okay. a band that I, yeah. I listen to a lot of who are like a hard rock kind of band. I really like that sort of upbeat light 
rock kind of stuff sometimes. And yeah, yeah I thought Bad Devil was a good track. Yeah, definitely. I fucking hope he plays it at Bloodstock. That yeah, be, so do uh, I. And I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him at Bloodstock. Yeah. If he plays out, so I swear to fucking God. I feel so confused about this because my instinct is to be like, I didn't really like it that much. It wasn't really what I was expecting and what I kind of wanted it to be. But Truth, Christine, Bad Devil, Wild Colonial Boy, Life is All Dynamics, and Ants, I could see myself listening to again which is more than half of the album. Ants. How the fuck did that happen? I just, you know, I like stuff that's horrible to listen to. Ants is pushing it so far that I can't help but like it. It's like so hideous I can't look away. I thought you and I were in agreement about a lot of things, Tom, but I'm starting <laughs> to question that. I, I find it... Uh... Well, wait till we get to the Grindcore episode. It's all very well listening to Agrophobic Nosebleed, but have you listened to Sordo yet? I find it interesting how, how, how yeah. the prog album on, on the two prog fans don't like it, and, and you, who famously hates prog, <laughs> is super into it mm. well maybe that's it man maybe there's something going on there you might you might be more deeply prog than we are maybe we're, we're too stuck in <laughs> yeah. our ways i mean i feel like what have we learned this week nothing <laughs> <laughs> we've lost ground <laughs> what are we even doing i'm mean, further away from understanding either of you <laughs> So the message is that Josh, prog fan, hates prog, and Tom, prog, <laughs> prog hater, prog. loves prog. <laughs> yeah, so for me, the favorite songs were, I think, Truth and Christine. Like, the first section of the album is as yeah. a whole, like, really good. Struggled with the rest of it, like, in the second half in particular. And I, I, I feel really bad saying this. It's not, they're not bad songs. I just don't, they just didn't do it for me, you know? Well, to make you feel less bad, I'm just going to say that I've also re-listened <laughs> to those first four tracks that I thought I liked. And the more I've listened to them, the less I like them. So there is also... <laughs> I was worried when I first... Because when Tom says, Josh, what do you think? And I, and I talk about Devon. I was worried. When I said that, I finished talking, and I was like, God, maybe I was too mean. And then Ben starts talking. I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got to worry. <laughs> I um, I preferred it to Trivium. Really? Oh, you dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, come on. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, I mean... um. Out of push, if I had to pick favourites, I'd say, yeah, Bad Devil and Christine. Bad. Yeah, a weird one. I'm glad we listened yeah, to it. I'm glad I listened to it. I, I'm going to check out more of his stuff and continue to both like it and also not like it very much. Yeah, when, when this podcast is over, I'm, I'm going to go listen to, like, new Devon. Like, I want to I wanna hear what new Devon yeah. sounds like because when this album come out in the 90s? Yeah, this is 97, I think. More than 20 years of, of new music, so I really want to hear the new stuff. I'm sorry if I've ruined our chances of getting a retweet from Devon. <laughs> I think you may have been. I think, I mean, I, I did that too, but mostly you. Sorry, Devon. All right, well, good stuff. Did we like it? Did we hate it? Nobody knows. <laughs> it's in superposition. Oh, what a weird album, though. Like, and I just... I this isn't going to make any sense, but I wrote, didn't mind this track, but that beat, the dum-da-dum-dum-da-dum, it's a circus yeah, soundtrack, epic. irritating. The mix of everything was nauseating. <laughs> That's I, my I'm glad you knew what I mean when I, when I said the circus beat, because I don't know what the word is. I mean, yeah, I, 100%. Like, it's just, it annoys, like, a lot of bands do it, and it always fucking annoys me. Like... And it's so weird that you mentioned the Spy Kids last week, Tom, because that's yeah. what I was reminding of. It's Floops Flooblies. It is. It's like, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is insanity. Spy, Spy Kids 3D was the first 3D film I saw. <laughs> what was the second? I don't remember. <laughs> Always going to be a first. <laughs> I don't know why we were stopped on that. Like, Spikers movie was the first free movie I saw. Me and Tom were just like. <laughs> I was apparently, according to Google, eight years old. <laughs> you were eight when I took you to see Spikers. <laughs> <laughs>
we had a lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was episode 7 of the Metal Face podcast. We covered Rotten Christ's album, Rituals, Project Mishram's Miso, and Devin Townsend, Infinity. <laughs> oh, and it certainly felt like an infinity. Um, <laughs> e, one more. <laughs> How do you guys feel about this week? That was a that was a really interesting. I week. enjoyed it, mm. even though I complained quite a lot. I enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> I love Running Christ for all the usual reasons. I like metal. I liked yeah Project Mystery for very different reasons, and uh, Devon Townsend. Still don't really know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think it's an interesting mix between Running Christ pretty much exactly the reason I like metal yeah. Project Mishram what I want to see mm. happening in metal and um, yeah Devin Townsend was here as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> this was definitely an episode of lots of proggy and unusual stuff in a way like you could almost say that most of what we listened to this week wasn't really even metal you could make the case mm. that Devin's not really metal Project Mishram yeah. a lot of that isn't metal and so I think next week we're, we're Christ. Di- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, next week we're diving right back into what is absolutely 100% bona fide oh metal aren't we oh, there we are yeah. Oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. we had our I'm looking forward to my brain being full of shrapnel <laughs> we, had, we had our we had our black metal special we did next week we are having a fresh special we're having our hashtag fresh attack <laughs> get your bullet belts on we're getting thrashed I don't know if I'm if I've ever really listened to much fresh I feel like it's foundational right like everyone's heard a lot of fresh yeah. i don't know if i ever paid a lot of attention to fresh mm. but the last couple of weeks i have been so in the fresh zone and i am fucking loving it yeah man i cannot wait for yes. next week absolutely and fresh is definitely one of those things where you sort of for- like it's not like you forget it exists but it's so yeah. ubiquitous that you don't think about it exactly yeah and i think we we talked about it earlier in the show where um there's a lot of music these days which is very atmospheric focused and like this whole mm. big massive experience and then you listen to fresh and you're like this is what metal is about. Yeah, you know? absolutely. absolutely. So, what three albums are we going to be talking about next week to try and cover the enormous, once again, huge <laughs> genre of thrash? How how the hell are we going to cover this in three? Cover albums? the war zone, thrash. <laughs> the, the battlefield. I'll just say, start off picking probably the biggest thrash album of all time. I've picked Rain in Blood by Slayer. I like that you call nice. it the biggest thrash album of all time because it's definitely my favourite. <laughs> It's got to be right. It's like, fantastic, yeah. I love yeah. it, yeah. One of my favourite so, albums ever. I never listened to it, so I'm looking forward to it. That gives us our foundation of Fresh. Absolutely. Josh, did you say you'd never listened to it? I did. I listened to Rain- <laughs> Raining Blood. I, I never listened to the whole album, so I'm going to be educated. Yeah. It's a banger. It's all banger, no clanger. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. I'm listening to something the slightly faster, more grindy kind of edge of things. Chemistry mm-hmm. of Consciousness by Toxic Holocaust. Ooh, Ooh. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. So what about you, Josh? So, what I'm bringing is, well, basically, I Tom said, Vector are... Let's take a step back a bit. You suggested a death metal band. Well, I, I originally said... <laughs> so Josh's first choice wasn't thrash. Uh, I, I originally said, let's do Revocation, because I, I thought Revocation were like the, a thrash band. And like, I know, I guess they're death metal, but they're definitely on like the thrash end of death metal. Yeah, I, I, I've seen things saying there's like thrash influence. I, so, I always thought they were I don't, I don't know how much we want to, I, I don't want to how much we want to include the behind the scenes drama. <laughs> yeah, Tom and I had a, had a, had a, a apocalyptic lasted weeks oh. screaming <laughs> it was fight. horrible I had to hold this show together by my knuckles while I was also listening to Devin Townsend this week oh you, you had a rough week one man. more 
Um, <laughs> but I'm now doing instead. So Tom said, you might like Vector. So I, they do lots of sci-fi music. And I said, that suits me. So I'm doing Terminal Redux by Very Vector. Nice. Sci-fi concept albums are my jam. So here we go. I've listened that to it. Like I haven't given it the time that it probably deserves. So I'm psyched to get into that. So like we did with the Blackmail episode, we're, we're trying to cover a whole genre in three albums. Yeah. It's impossible. But I think we got a good mix there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was a good episode. I'm looking forward to next week. It's going to be good fun. Hell yeah. Yeah. Talk to you then, losers. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get better at these sign-offs. <laughs> that was the Metal Face Podcast. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for Season Miss, Carrick, Anger, and Separation for their music in the intro. And thank you to Johnny Peterson for transition music throughout. Go check out his projects at Heads for the Dead, Massacre, Worm Vale, and Wombat. Most importantly, thank you for listening. Take it easy, and hail Satan. Hey Siri, is Revocation a thrash metal band? Great as our sin is by Revocation. I wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs>